Welcome to Mental Awareness Discussion, the MAD Podcast, with Miles Weber, Heather Weber, and Susan Thompson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MAD Podcast, the Mental Awareness Discussion, brought to you, as always, by Broken Drift Productions and Banana Bros. Follow them on social media at Broken Drift Productions and at AZ Banana Bros. You can get all your cool Banana Bros swag and check out all the cool content like this podcast and all the other cool things that they have on the Broken Drift YouTube channel. My name is Miles Weber. I'll be your host for today. With me today, I have my co-host from Canada, comedian and overall awesome person, Susan Thompson. Susan, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you Excellent. for having Excellent. me here to be doing awesome things with this wonderful guest that we have today. Uh, we have a longtime comedian, tours all over the world, making fine folks laugh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Hotz uh, here. Jeremy, how are you doing, man? Thanks for coming I'm, on the podcast I'm with good. us. I'm good, Miles. How are you doing today? Here I am uh, sitting here in my, in my, in my house in uh, West Hollywood. And I yes. see uh, my friend Susan and uh, and you're in Vegas and she's in Canada. We got people from all over the place here today. We're bringing Fantastic. the world together with this podcast. One a good time to do it because it's so fragmented right now. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So why don't you tell uh, the folks uh, listening a little bit about yourself, uh, just overall as a performer and then your relationship with you said you have a, I, I want to get it right is, is a specific type of anxiety disorder, correct? I have what's what is called generalized anxiety disorder, which doesn't sound like it's uh, that impressive, but it's quite uh, it's quite effective in stopping me from doing little things like, you know, leaving the house. Mm, OK, <laughs> and, it can and stop you from doing that. And I'm and a stand up comic. Tests. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. We can tell you that story. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is a debilitating uh uh thing to have and it 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 you you're aware of it every single day you think about what you can do and what you can't do every single day and i, I try to i try to get around it but i'm also mm -hmm. a stand-up which isn't the greatest thing to be if you have generalized anxiety disorder so i mean yeah because that's what you're just saying right because i mean you have a hard time leaving the house and doing stand-up yeah gotta go on <laughs> super duper gotta leave the house a few gotta, times at least gotta leave the house sometimes or else you don't get paid so miles that seems to get in the way you know mm, and they yeah. all you know they know that i have generalized anxiety sort of so when i try to get out of stuff they know i'm just making it up there's mm. nothing wrong right oh <laughs> so man that's the Damn. problem and sometimes I really am like, I really am there. I really can't do the gig. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> oh, damn, man. I know. That's why I know. At what age did this start popping up in your life? Was this from like childhood? Yeah, that this started childhood thing? for me. But it went undiagnosed for years because they didn't know. Like before you were just they would just, you, you know, before when you had something, you would you were just different. <laughs> they didn't yeah. tell you what was wrong with you. They just, you know, you're different. That'll go away. Oh, will it? I don't know. Yeah. So then yeah. just stop talking about it. So like when I was a kid, they sent me to uh, this is how stupid psychology was when I, they sent me to a psychologist when I was in like, uh, I don't know, the fourth grade. Yeah, they knew mm. there was something wrong already. So they oh, sent man. me to a psychologist during school hours, which was great. So I, I didn't have to go. And he said to my parents at the end of doing all these tests that uh, I was eating too much ketchup. What? <laughs> he needs more fresh air. That's so my mom did. cut out the ketchup for about a week. 
then realized the guy was a hack and I got ketchup again. That's all oh, that was. Man. Yeah, How guys. How does oh, ketchup man. even come up on a questionnaire? Like, there was something oh in the God. dye or something uh, <laughs> that they said at the time. This is many years ago. This is in the 19s, like 1980 or something. And that's when that happened, 70, 78 or something like that. Yeah, uh, You don't understand, like psychology back then was still in black and white. It hadn't even got to color yet. They didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah, if you had a still... beard, you could say, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a psychologist. <laughs> beard and glasses is like. <laughs> and patches, don't forget and patches on your jackets. Don't forget yeah. you have to have a patch on your jacket, maybe an ascot. Yeah. What 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 was it about protecting your elbow elbows back in the day that made us think that you were such a, a an educated human being? Were you right? alive, Miles, for the patches on the elbow thing? Because you look kind of young. <laughs> early nineties. Yes, that really? was still patches on the patches really? on the elbows were still happening in early nineties. So yes, I was yeah. around. I was around. Yeah. Yes, that was a thing. But yeah, not as much anymore. But yeah, I don't know what that was. That that was like the thing. But it it looks interesting always. it's amazing how it will come back you know that right like we will yes. see that again before we're dead we'll see patches no. on the on the elbows no. again yeah watch i'll oh, probably gosh. be in my 60s being a teacher or something and i'll be rocking yeah, the you'll have uh, and you'll I'm, have patches on your elbows actually they have to be awarded to you once you get to a certain level then they get awarded to you like you've made it here Here's are your, your patches. patches do you get Our both clothes. of them at once or one at a time <laughs> yeah, that was a good question <laughs> See? Maybe it'll come back with one patch. Yeah, yeah. And it'll have some <laughs> yeah, there whatever side it's on means something. Yeah. yeah. If it's on your maybe your left or right arm, it's like your married left arm, it's your single, like the what is it, the wine? Oh, flower. you know, nah, in America it's gonna be like if it's left, you vote one way. If it's right, you vote the other. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. It'll That's be true. that way here. Yeah. 100%. If, if it's left, you vote one way. If it's right, mm -hmm. you shoot the guy that votes that one that way. way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's America. With that's that America. arm. Yeah, that's Good the pa Lord. the pads there for support. That's what that's for. Um, uh, so at what age were you diagnosed with? This uh, oh, I, as an ad adult, mm -hmm. when uh, when I was barfing backstage before doing big shows for Just for Laughs, they sent me all across yeah. the world there. And then I was closing and I was the headliner on these big shows for the first time. And then I was out with these other comics and we'd go on and then I'd have to wait until they all went on. There were six acts on the show and I was last and I had to do 20 minutes at the end and then the waiting. And then I, by the time it was, I would be barfing and they would laugh and go, yeah, he gets really nervous, but it wasn't really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> like this horrible, this horrible thing. So then they figured out what it was and it was it, it, crippling, like ungodly. It like ruined, like, you know, the way when you do stand up, like, and you come off and like, you're all happy and stuff like that. Cause you had a good show and everything. Uh, it got to the point where I was missing the show. Like I didn't even know how well I did. I had to ask people, man, that's yeah. wild. Wow. That's I wild. know that's tough. So, but that's that tough. was before medication. And then they came out with the right, it took a long time for them to get the right, the right medication for me. They had to, you know how they figure that out trial and error. That's how over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, you just try different stuff all the time until they get it right. And so, oh yeah, yeah no, we know we know all about that because uh, uh, my my wife uh, years ago was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder, and the way they do the medication with that, same thing. They uh -huh. just let's try this. Whoop, okay. nope, that meant we don't want her on that. Okay, well let's sit. No, you don't want her doing that either. All right, that didn't work. Yeah, so that doesn't wild. work. 
it sucks that that's their shitty way of just like, well, we know you have this thing, but we got to find out like the right dosage of what we're you, give you because everybody's you. different is what yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't exactly. you get the drug that works consistently for everybody? No, we, we, we can't. We don't have it. Hey, I we're mean, just doctors. We don't know what we're doing here. That's that's called making <laughs> that's called making society better. And I don't think <laughs> I think that's the, the thing that makes this all better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they um, always give you drugs. We just found this shit in a plant. Oh, okay. Oh, here, Perfect. try this. Perfect. Right. Okay. So um, so then medication was your thing. And so it took you a while to finally get dialed in to the right medication. Once you get dialed in, how long does it take you to notice a difference? And what does the difference look like? A couple of weeks. Okay. A couple of weeks it takes for, for you to notice a difference. And then you notice that you're not, you're still, you, I still get, ask Sue, I still, because she opens for me. I still mm-hmm. get shit like bad feelings before like i feel terrible like sometimes and it has nothing to do with the importance of the show or where it is it could be the most insignificant show or the most important you never know what's when it's going to attack you it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with your surroundings you either have it or you don't that's the way it is now with the medication before the medication i had it every single time so there is some Sometimes it doesn't get me. <laughs> okay, so now, so it's just made it where it's not as frequent, like before. It's not as frequent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was because it's interesting. Because I mean, like, yeah, I've been on tour with Jeremy, and there's sometimes as long as the situations are like ideal. But if we if something gets thrown into the mix. Uh, Every now and then it can throw it right off. I don't like change of any no. sort. Well, def- uh, explain no. to define uh, ideal for people listening. Cause you and I, we all know as comics, what ideal might be. What are you saying by what isn't, if the situation isn't ideal? Nothing, so nothing out of the ordinary happens. Mm-hmm. Things that I'm used to. Once something that is out of the ordinary happens, like mm-hmm. uh, I, it, it becomes, Hmm. I'm not sure. Like when they say, okay, you got to be at the theater by five o'clock, because we got to do a sound check and the show starts at 730. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not have to be there two and a half hours before the show starts. Thank you very much. I have to be at the hotel at that time, taking a shower, getting ready to do the show. So I don't have all anxiety. a thing, right? It's all. And so do you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right, Sue. Yeah, you like, gotta. I take a shower at the same yeah, time like, before and think have, about what I'm gonna do that night for the people. Yeah. I mean, like come I on. would say, look. I mean, we're all comics. I mean, you know, you've got crazy stuff that's going on all the time. But I mean, we all know we get on a flight, we get to our hotel, we unpack a couple things, maybe take your notes out. But mm-hmm. when I say something out of the ordinary, I mean, like for example, we were in Sherwood Park. In Canada at the time, they still required you to have a COVID test. So we had to show our COVID test, negative COVID test, before they would even let us in the facility. Yeah, in the building, Miles, you weren't allowed to walk in the building without showing proof of inoculation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like just to see at that moment, like Jeremy had to go for a test before he was going to head home the next day. Because you got to so, get it 24 hours 24 before hours. you yeah. fly, right? And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, everything just started to fall apart. I get this well, phone Well, I went call to Shoppers like, Drug Mart, Miles, is where I went oh, to man. get it done. And they do, they sell cologne. They don't do these tests all the time. And then the guy gave me the test and he said, you're positive. Like how many hours before the show was it, Sue? 
three not not even not even yeah it was like three hours and 15 minutes and also she I was like, landed I just, she I landed because yeah. i was there a day early because they yeah, wanted yeah. me there in case there was a flight problem she landed in the midst of a problem is what happened Oof. she landed and there was yeah trouble <laughs> so <laughs> i didn't I have a tour manager tell them that i had you because oh, so, yeah so like i ended up kind of taking over so literally went into like kind of fully we're like taking all right over. we're like we need to get another test contacting jody management and like trying to figure <laughs> out another place to go to make sure because it was a false positive and yeah. so it was a whirlwind but then i'm trying to keep like i have some anxiety but not at the level that, that you have great she was, a, so she I'm was like, like a tower of she was a tower of iron. She was incredible. <laughs> My God, you, you just solved it. She found we got it went across. I got in an Uber with Sue, and she took me across town to a legitimate lab with a nurse who was wearing the outfit and everything. And she gave me the test, and I was negative on the legitimate yeah. test. Right? That's what happened. It so, was. But the show, so, I mean, then it took time. It took time from once we had that test done, it was negative to go back to the hotel, let them relax. I went and got ready at my room. And then it was a little more calm. But even when we were at the venue, like there was still that time, Jeremy needed that time to come down from that and collect himself. And so that we could put on a great show for these people. They, they, these people had troops that had been troopers to come out to the show. The only show that didn't get canceled because we had just and, the right amount of people. The, the theater held 470 and you were allowed to have up to 500 people. So we were under the thing because we were in Alberta. Right. Mm. And Alberta had different rules. Like they had like very lax rules compared to the rest of the country. So we got in and we did. Yeah. But all I had in my head was seeing a because they, they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have told them that the show was canceled. So there would have been a room full of people being told by some MC that the show was canceled because I had COVID. That's was in my head. That was in my head. And then yeah. a sad room full of people that had actually dragged their asses out against this thing and, and tried to support comedy. That would have been the worst thing possible. Yeah. And Shoppers Drug Mart, I phoned and I tried to get my $40 back for the test and they won't give it to me. However, we're touring in April. I'm going to go visit that place personally the next time with cameras oh, no. because, yes, I do have generalized <laughs> anxiety disorder, but I'm also the most passive aggressive Pet. son of a bitch you will ever meet in your life. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm God. real good at it. I'll oh, tell you God. what I did, okay? Two years ago... <laughs> I called a yellow cab to take me to the airport and the guy didn't show up. So I missed the flight ever since every couple of days, I phone a yellow cab and I send it to a bogus address for two years. I've been doing this. This is not over. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That two is years. That is a, that is a Disney Don't villain level vendetta. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you screw with me, man. Don't screw with Big Nose. He will shut you down. I just love that you're taking down the cab company as an entire whole. Like, all, top down. Like, all of you are coming down. Jackie, <laughs> come here, buddy. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, um, this is little shackle. This is my anxiety dog. Here he is. Oh, nice. He was just barking at someone. Oh, wow. Someone was giving him anxiety. There you go, oh, buddy. Oh, man, right is. on. So how yeah, long have you had uh, him? And is it oh, hard getting right. an anxiety dog? Uh, what? 
Is it hard getting an anxiety dog? Uh, he wasn't really one. He was, wasn't really an anxiety dog. I just got him and then he, I got him certified and he turned into one sort of deal. Perfect. You know? Okay. He's a, he's a, he's my anxiety dog. Now it's a shack. He's about uh, seven pounds and uh, you know, you got to okay. walk him, right? Because mm-hmm. he'll look at you if you don't and stare at you and make you yeah. feel all guilty about yourself. <laughs> so you got to you got to walk him, and 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 that's why I have him because he gets me out of the house, right? But now yeah. the fans really love him, so he ends the show for me. He runs out at the end uh, on the show and they go crazy because he's so tiny. You know? oh, he's I on the it. he's on all the merch. He's on the merch. He's on the merch. merch. It's not me. The dog is the franchise. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But he did change my life. Like he's made me much more um, accessible. I think people were afraid of me at at first because you see a guy with generalized anxiety disorder and he doesn't really talk that much because he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. You know, he feels unsafe mm-hmm. and that's taken as being standoffish, which is not the case at all. You're just afraid, you know, gotcha. that's okay. all it is. It's yeah. fear. It's fighting fear every, yeah. every day, fighting this fear that comes up in your stomach. Like something horrible is about to happen to you, even though there's really nothing going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now this, cause, cause we've talked about like the ways that it manifests in your Stand up, like doing the shows and everything, but like there are there ways that it's manifesting in your everyday life. Like like how how small of a situation can kind of set you off on your day to day, or are those oh. kind of few and far between now because of the medication? They're not few and far between. They're lesser. It's it's more okay. in the background. It's never n- nothing. I I for me will ever take it away. I mean, I don't. I mean, they say you have to do all this work. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm still working on getting over the too much ketchup thing. So, you know, they t- you a- can't take away a Canadian. You take away the ketchup. That's like th- I think it's in our policies. Like you can't do that. Ketchup no. is it's a staple. It's a staple. Here. It's the same color as the flag. No, you guys have you guys have <laughs> you guys have ketchup chips up there. So, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you mean favorite. it. They're yes. really good. They're really tasty. Aren't they? Yeah. I, so I, that's that's always when I go to Canada, I get the ketchup chips because they're they're I'll, super good. I'll send you a fans send them to me in bags. Unfortunately, it's they come true. all crump. They're all crumpled and crummy and stuff, but I still get them. And then I, the only bad thing about ketchup chips is they get all over your hands and then you rub your thing. You get red stuff all over <laughs> everything. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And if you eat too much ketchup chips, they stain your skin. It's the flame hot Cheeto effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had that issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so uh, have you gone to therapy to uh, talk about this? Yeah. yeah, yeah? Okay. Has it, was it helpful? Um, They put me in group therapy. Okay. And I had anxiety, so I didn't want to be there. Generalized anxiety—you don't want to be around other people. That was stupid. I don't know. That was really stupid. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. Because Because it's Canada and it's cheaper. That's the worst. No, that was here. I was here. Oh, were you there? No. Yeah, yeah. They they, they put me in there. But you know what? Can I tell you something, though, Miles? Yeah. The people in there that had generalized anxiety disorder, like I did, they were nuts. They were way worse than me, man. (laughs) Seriously, I was their lead. I was their leader. I had the most sense, and I realized really early I didn't belong there, and they were all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Just going in like, what are you so worried about you that go. for? Yeah. So good for me because I got a, a bit of confidence out of it that it wasn't. Okay. I, you know what I mean? That I wasn't so. And they were talking about their medication and what they were on. They were on serious stuff, man. I'm not even near the top of the 
of the dosage. These people were, they were done already, man. Wow. They've been through, you know, one guy set a list of the different medications that he had been on and still, they still, and there was many like 15 or 20 and he still hadn't found anything. They didn't know. Yeah. Oh dear God. That's one lady got up and just ran out of the room one day. I don't know. You know, she just ran out of the room, didn't say anything. And then you know what that did miles that gave me anxiety. So I didn't want to go back there again. Seriously. You see, you're supposed to cure it, not set it off. What are you yeah, doing? That's, you can't I just have do. people getting up and running randomly. Runs out of the room. No explanation. The guy didn't say anything. So we're all just sitting there going, what the hell is she doing? Did anyone no, follow her out and run with her? People with anxiety. God. Did anybody uh, run with her? I would have ran with her. <laughs> if you see somebody just take off running, you run with them. Like not they, this yeah. Not if you stand there and wait to die. That's what you do. Yes, this is my time. Oh, man. Here it comes. Um, so what uh, would you say uh, that support looks like from uh, a loved one or a significant other or a friend or something like that? Uh, you know, how can people like, you know, friends who like want to be there for you and with all of this? What's helpful and what's not helpful? Well, when Sue showed up in Sherwood Park and took over and there what what that gives to the guy is, oh, she's got this. So now I can. Here's what happens, Miles. Uh, and Sue's seen it because she's been there. Like before a show, my mind's going in 17 different directions at the same time, trying to think about that, the 70 minutes that I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm thinking about that. And then they throw uh, they throw the, this uh, a wrench in the gears and you got to start thinking about running to get a test and do this. That it takes my head right out of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then now I've got all that anxiety in my head going, I'm not going to have time to prepare. Cause I'm going to be, but then Sue shows up and then Sue puts me in a cab and takes me. And I'm like, Oh, Sue's got this. I can think about my show now. That's what it's freeing up of the mind. When I get overwhelmed and I think I've got too many things happening at the same time. uh, You you don't want to be near me. I'll probably call you names or something. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's like, you're trying, it's like you're trying to complete the tasks that you've set up in your mind. Like, no, this is what I've got to do. This is the order I've got to do it in. And this is the Mm -hmm. way I have to do it. And Mm -hmm. so whoever could kind of make sure that, you know, everything outside doesn't affect that, that kind of helps calm your mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sue looks for the problem when, when there's a problem that happened, Sue looked right to solve the problem and what we had to do, but I was still busy yelling at God. Do you see the difference? It's I'm true. still like, yelling I, at God for doing he this. Was. Yeah. He was. He was. I mean, that's it. Cursing and swearing. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Because I but, couldn't. Ha- you can't handle it. You know. No. But I mean, from the outside, I mean, I'm sure they see the panic attack and they and they see the anxiety. Whereas I was just like, when I see somebody that's going through that, like maybe I'm more of an empath. Um, and I was just like, no, we can't have this happening. I was like. These people are here for a show. Yeah, Jeremy, you were really good at that. Yeah, Putting like your Jeremy's, foot down and going, no, and doing yeah. and saying, we're doing this, and this is what we do, and yeah. this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've never had a job in my life. So when something goes negative, I go, well, what am I going to do now? I'm not praying yeah. in anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know no, I mean? like, like I've, Jeremy's somebody I've watched for a long time, especially like just for laughs in Canada. It's a big deal to be able to watch that. So, I mean, to watch somebody like Jeremy over the years and be able to work with him, I was like, I think he's probably one of the sweetest people in the entire world. Like he's, you didn't want to give like, it up he's at a, all. He's no. no, he's a very good friend of mine and he's a fantastic performer. I'm like, okay, all I can do is 
when somebody's in that situation, I can be there, not show my emotions, because that's going to set them off more. Just try and be that calm so that I can help take that down. So you that were. You, can concentrate. you were totally calm. You were so calm. Yeah. Like that was what was, <laughs> it, it, that's the most important thing. Like somebody frantic like you, you don't want around you if you have generalized anxieties no. or you want the opposite. You know, it's almost like the dog, like Shaq, like when somebody goes, oh, Shaq, oh, I love you. And he runs away from them. But if you ignore him, he goes to you every single time. Yeah. Mm. Like we did. We ran into one other problem. I don't know why we keep running into problems. Like and when we had Shaq on the boat. <laughs> why do we keep Ferries. running into problems? Because you're working with Jeremy. Yeah, That's <laughs> why you uh, keep running into problems. It, it isn't an act. It's not no, a smooth it, life that I got going here, okay? But, no. but it's it's literally like they they throw society throws things into the path. Like we're on a boat coming back from the island. We had to get to the island already, yeah. so the dog was already there. Yeah. And the government's almost like they want you to get help, but they cause more problems to get mm-hmm. help. Like we've got this dog; he has paperwork, and they're like, "Oh, the paperwork's from the United States." We're like, "It shouldn't fucking matter." Like. The fact that he's a service dog in the United States should translate into Canada. And Canada's like, no, you need to apply ahead of time for him to be a, a specialized assistant. And then you need to, you need to have him pass by. What Canada uh, wanted was proof yeah. in their system that he was a service animal. And America's system, even though the dog comes from America, wasn't applicable. And they tell you that when you get there and they go, oh, no, you got to you had to fill all this out before. And they they never tell you the airliner. Nobody tells you. And then they say you have to do this. And you know what? As as a guy who lives in America, who'd already taken the dog over to the island and they had said nothing. uh, I was like, no, I do not have to do that. That's what you do to Canadians. And I'm not one. So no, and try it, to have it, a little bit of an international rule if you're shipping people back and forth from the island. Yeah, like it, it did Jeez. escalate. It definitely escalated a little bit, like trying oh, to yeah. get this manager, this guy to understand that this is a service dog. But there's a certain way to treat people, especially when as soon as you say service dog, I think an intelligent person will go, OK, it could be anxiety. It could be a stress. So, I mean, you're already setting that person off. Yep. Why do you want to set it off even more? So I'm oh, like, yeah. he almost, you, he had no idea, no company trains any of their employees on how to deal with individuals, especially when somebody is going through that type of situation. brought some lady over that was the manager that was talking to me, like, like this, you can't really do this and you yeah. can't. So she's just setting off my anxiety. It's crazy. She's, yeah. I'm looking at her well, going, who's this crazy person? Well, Susan she's said in it. charge? That yeah. boat's going to sink. <laughs> right. Well, Susan said it. I mean, you said any intelligent person would think, but people are fucking dumb. So, I mean, well, like, the, that's, that's the thing. Like, I'm the wrong guy because oh. the guy, the security guard just said, you can't go back and try to kick me off the boat and the whole thing. He wasn't very tall. So I just kept calling him over and over again. Who? The short guy? Every single time. I never said his name. I just called him the short guy. I must have said it eight or nine times oh, because God. I'm passive aggressive. That's but I mean, I as soon as we said, I said, you do realize, I said, this is Jeremy Hotz. We were just on the island doing a show. All of a sudden, as soon as I said the name Jeremy Hotz, the guy kind of went, oh, mm-hmm. it was like, and of course you can't see anybody's face because everybody's wearing masks and everything, but he could, he noticed that he was, there was trouble. And I was like, were we, in, Victor- have- were we in Victoria, Sue? Was that Victoria? Yeah, was that some, was that I Nanaimo? We in, 
I was. Yeah, I get them mixed up all the time. Was it? It was. Yeah, it was Nanaimo. Nanaimo. Yeah. Nanaimo. Weird. BC has some weird names for the thing, right? <laughs> Nanaimo, like, but it's a delicious dessert. Nanaimo bars. Yeah, they are. But why would, did they come from there? Like what? Or did they just like them so yeah. much they named the town after them? I'm thinking it's the other. No, it was. I think it's the we they invented it. I think someone just spilled a pile of ingredients in a pan and they just called it Nanaimo bars. Did, did, I'm just wondering, because like a lot of, you know, like if you look at if you look at the Italians with spaghetti, they're world famous. But the Chinese invented Chinese. it. Yeah, yeah. So we just go. stole it from them. That's, That's pretty what I'm thinking. It. Canada probably did because Canada probably the only the only Canadian food that I can think of that is uniquely Canadian is poutine. Poutine, and that yes. is just another name for gravy. So they haven't made anything. Okay, so good. Yeah, but so still, good, it's just gravy. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Do you like it? Like you're an American, Miles. Do you like? Poutine? When I go up to Canada, I usually grab some poutine. It's everywhere. Wow, there. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the Canadian thing. I try and do what the Canadians do, you know, oh, like yeah, help, help an know. old lady across the street, the whole nine. Good for you. you, know? Good um, for you. <clears throat> one final question before we ride off into the sunset, Jeremy. Okay. I thank you for your time. Uh, of course. Wonderful. Um, what is something about generalized anxiety disorder or just anxiety disorder in general that you wish more people knew? Oh, uh, how debilitating it is and what you have to do to in order to uh, just lead a normal life if you have it. Like like I was talking to a reporter once from, uh, I think, London, Ontario. So, uh, yeah, like, okay, I understand when you work for the London paper, you're not the best reporter because you're still working your way up. And I understand that. But he did say to me when he was interviewing me, he said, well, what, what's going on in your career and what are you struggling with? And I told him generalized anxiety disorder. And I told him, you know, I get this, you know, these, this horrible thing. And I've been, and then he said, Oh, everybody has that. Oh no. Yeah. No. No, they don't. They don't though, homie. So what that turned into was me having (laughs) no respect for that guy and then cutting him down passive aggressively for the entire interview. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Because I get angry, man. I get, you know, I really, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've got this thing that especially to say at the forefront of like, what do you got going on and what are you struggling with? Well, this thing, this thing that is something that I'm very much so struggling with in my life. And and to just be like, oh, everybody had. No, they don't. It's that dismissive thing like, oh, everybody's a comedian. Actually, (laughs) no, no. In fact, I can show you some very serious people. Yes. You know what is you know, what is impressive, though? It's like you said you were died like you went in and out of the system probably since grade four trying to figure stuff out removing yeah. ketchup or red yeah. dye number five yeah. but i mean it's, to, if you look at the career that you have even mm-hmm. with what you deal with that's pretty mm-hmm. fucking impressive that you're oh, able yeah. to achieve what you've done mm-hmm. with what you've had adrenaline Some, yeah it's adrenaline adrenaline is the cure for everything once you walk out there and the adrenaline hits you it, the anxiety has gone for the entire performance and then when you walk off stage and the adrenaline goes away it comes right back again there you so go. we need to manufacture adrenaline yeah you gotta that bottle that stuff and give me some of that you know right. yeah it's also better than viagra so i've been told <laughs> there you go there you go one day we're gonna find a study 
We will. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, coming on and being so candid. We really appreciate this. This was a great conversation. Why don't you let people know where they can follow you online and what you have coming up? At Jeremy Hotz is where you want to follow me. Um, you get me on Instagram with that or on Facebook. And uh, uh, coming up, I have a radio show coming to Sirius XM called The Hilarious House of Hots, which Sue, which Sue is on as well. And that starts later in February this month. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact channel. It'll be on in Canada and the United States. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right. Well, make sure you follow him and check that out for sure. You can follow Susan at Susan Thompson. Ha ha. On all the social medias. You can follow me at Miles Wilbur Joker on all the social medias. And make sure you follow the podcast at Mad Podcast and at Brokerage Productions and at Daisy Banana Bros. You got to follow a lot of people. But hey, that's just what comes with this podcast. So thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next week with another episode, everybody. Bye now.